Let's face it, most people aren't making massive turkey feasts on the regular, and after 364 days of not thinking about it, it can be hard to get that bird just right. That's where Instacart, the holiday rescue app, comes in. From getting all the ingredients to prep a full seasonal spread to getting last-minute swamps in a turkey emergency, Instacart has everything a holiday host needs to save face and save dinner. And right now, if you download Instacart, you get free delivery on your first three orders and delivery in as fast as one hour. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Custard TV podcast. Talk about the best and the worst on the box. It's the Custard TV Live. This is the only place on a Tuesday where you can find two people talking about TV. Um, we haven't, you know, that we know the about. Globe. Yeah, that we know about. There might be somebody in Korea who's just mad on, um, I don't know, Korean. neighbors. Yeah, there might be. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I would can't love think... that. Actually. It, maybe he's doing a neighbors podcast right now. If he is, I might have to say goodbye and tune into that. Well, yeah. Neighbors. Do people still watch that? Do you still watch? That? I still, I still watch occasionally. Yeah, it's on when I get home, and it's you know, my the people in my household are watching it when I come in. So occasionally I will sit down. It's what I call good. Good, stressless television. After you've had a day at work, you come home and it's there and it's familiar. So I wouldn't say I... how well do you know your own neighbours? Do you know these neighbours a bit better than your own? Here's an interesting little tidbit about about me. I moved next door, so the people in the house next door to us we know because we sold we sold them the house. That's awkward, isn't it? That's what that's what. It, but the... it could have been awkward, let's say. Though it did cut down on removal costs, and ironically, my father used to work for a removal company, so we probably could have got it free. Uh, this is what we mean, folks, when we say this is a TV podcast. Yeah. In case. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. In case you. What's TV again? I've forgotten. It's been a while. It's, it's been a week. I've forgotten. You, it's what you plugged in when you moved next door. Ah, uh, the first thing that went in. Yeah. I feel we ought to do some call of like, who are you and who am I? Who well, are you? We've been doing this so long, I hardly think it's relevant. Uh, my name is Luke. I'm the editor of thecustardtv.blogspot.com, and he is. My name is Gary, and I'm the TV editor of vulturehound.com, uh, and I thank them very much for letting me appear here. So uh, we're both editors. Uh, let's see if we can string sentences together. And uh, that's very week. unlikely, given given last week's show. Um. Let's be honest. We're so, we knew this would happen. We're sort of reaching a point where yeah. there's very little on and very little to talk about. Although yeah. here we are again, that's not going to stop us. One of the things that I think I've taught you over this podcast is to be a bit more open-minded. I introduced you to silk. <laughs> um, I introduced you to silk. You loved it. Loved it so much you're thinking of getting the DVD of Series 1, but we want to bring it up one final time because the final episode, which is normally on on Tuesday nights, is going to be moved to Wednesday night. Firstly, is this a risk? 
or does it matter because mm. people are just going to watch it on iPlayer regardless? Well, it, it, it could be a risk, but I think now that they've invested... Before the football started, there were four episodes. The most recent episode last, shown last week was on during a not particularly important but good football game. And, and the, the moving of this episode is to avoid the England game that the BBC have got, which is the England versus Ukraine game, which is on uh, sort of now-ish. And I think it's the right decision to move it. Occasionally, the BBC do this. They've been known to move Dragon's Den around. They've been known to move the Apprentice final to a Sunday. They're not scared of doing this and i think it could work out i'm hoping that a strong series ending will lead to a third series um you know and as you say a lot of people pick up on iplayer i think i think we need to sort of recognize that we need to recognize that that's a, a legitimate um we don't use legitimate you need to recognize it. enough on the podcast that is you need to recognize you don't say you that need, enough i think if there's one thing we can go away with this episode it's you need to recognize <laughs> but the thing the thing is i mean i spoke to neil stoke at this before the series started mm. he seemed under the impression uh, that the third series was sort of in the bag but again you can't be you can't be um too sure you, of these things you but can't again, be too sure, but I think the buzz has been good. The ratings have been solid. The stars aren't necessarily in too many other things. I know Henry Jones has been in Whitechapel and, and has dabbled in a few films, but, but certainly uh, the, the, the two other main leads, um, uh, 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 Neil Stook, as you've mentioned, and Maxine Carr. Is it Maxine, Maxine Carr? Max, I won't tell you who Maxine Carr is until when we oh, right. the ad break, but it's not who you, it's, Maxine it's not her. Peak. Thank you, Maxine Peake. They're not necessarily in other programmes that would stop them coming back for this. Uh, so I, I do think there will be a third series, and I, I'm looking forward to it. And as I say, whilst the second series has been put to bed, I'll be going back and buying the first. We, we, we probably won't talk about it again, so I wanted to ask you, for you, who is the star of that show? That's tough. Um, there's been some really good... In this series, and I don't know how much. I mean, obviously, the the, the main three have been very solid, but there's equally a, a, a female older prosecutor who Francis has been Barnabas, dabbling. Yeah, and yeah. and she's been really good. Equally, um, the bloke who's playing the very crooked solicitor, uh, Mickey Joy. Thank you very much. Uh, I knew that one, but I thought I'd let you contribute. Um, I'm not going to contribute anything but names to this podcast. <laughs> you, you are the living IMDb. Um, and, and he's been brilliant. And hopefully in this last episode, you'll set, get to see the kind of like the finale or the culmination of his storyline, which, um, which has been based on this case featuring a gangster, a heroine king king called Jodie Farr. And finally, like his case comes up. On? Do you like the way it yes. follows on? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because initially you you were under the impression they were all self-contained, weren't you? And that each case was different. And although that well, is they the are. case, they are background stuff going on, and it always leads up to something. I like what you did there. You used the word case and case. I know. That's that's why I'm an editor, baby. You, you've got to recognise. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I have liked the, what you call the ongoing storylines, you know, those that have been there since episode one, those that have, have carried through the whole series. Yes, there have been cases of the week, but I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. Can't Maxine speak highly enough about is it. Just, I mean, what I liked about Rupert Penry Jones' character this year, I think he was very... He, he offered a lot of the comedic 
um, side to the story, that, uh, which yeah. you don't normally have him down as really a comedic. He's a bit actor. of a bumbling idiot in this one, isn't in he? He's a bit one, of a yeah. public school boy bumbling idiot, which I, which I thought was a really good change from his kind of tough guy at cat character that he's played in Spooks but and I, I think it's also as the sign of a good television actor where you can almost yeah. not not see Spooks in him when he's when he's playing that character, or not see Whitechapel when he's when he's playing that character, which is just, a good, just good a sign. Just on a slight aside, I did see on Twitter today, I don't know if you noticed this, you may have even retweeted it, um, where the the creator of Spooks put on Twitter that he was sitting next to a guy on a bus and he said, bit of an awkward moment, uh, but I didn't think the bloke sitting next to me was a terrorist, then realised I once hired him as an actor to be an Arabic terrorist. (laughs) terrorist. I like like that idea. That was quite He's so convincing in the role. But yeah, yeah, I think Maxine Peake actually is the star of that show for me. She takes a lot on board and a lot of dialogue and a lot of things to remember mm. and, and is very, very believable in that role. A lot of people slugged it off initially and said it's a northern girl done good, which I think really under really That's... undermines the decency of her performance and the gravitas in the character, really. I think it's a real I shame can't that... comment because I can't comment because I haven't seen series one, but I don't get that impression in series two. Her northernness is referred to, but I, I certainly don't get that impression in series two at all, but maybe in series one there's a little bit of that. And Neil Stook is fantastic. You never quite yeah. know what he's doing and why he's doing it. And there's always an air of mystery about Silk. I still don't feel like I fully understand every facet of it. Well, what's but interesting I'm, I'm is, is that and I know we've talked about you know uh, involvements in, in in the British justice system and how difficult it, different it is. To, to kind of like the more flashy American style where you have a solicitor, that solicitor either defends or pros- you know, defends you in court, whereas in the UK version, you have a solicitor and you have a barrister who does all the talking in court and it's very legalised and it's very procedural. You know, there's, and lots of times you know, the jury is sent out. And having been on a jury uh, myself, having done my, my national service in the jury world, uh, I, I saw a little bit of that from the other side and it, it was quite interesting. And, and the show deals with that really well. It could be quite cold and quite boring but the, the, the program doesn't focus too much on the procedural stuff to make it complex but it does introduce you to it. And I'm always really really, you'd think with the amount of court scenes that we've seen in series 2 and if you get the chance mm. to see series 1, we'd become over familiar and a bit bored with the court scenes but I still find those really interesting and riveting Yeah, and I feel I not to be too pompous, but you you do feel like you're in there and you're sat on the jury and you just I find myself just hanging on their every word and really really what, interested what's in been, the court scene. What what's been great is that the court scenes have all been done the same way. You've seen both the prosecution and the defence side of it. What you haven't seen is anything from the judge, anything from the jury. They've just been observers, people who watch. And and therefore, that's like you. That's like you, the audience, feel like you're in the jury or feel like you're playing the role of the judge when the jury aren't around. You're kind of being introduced to that at the start. And I think that's excellent. And the quality of the writing is such that those, if you go back and watch those court scenes... They're quite mm. long scenes to hold yeah. the audience's attention. But the yeah. quality of the writing and the performances couple that together. And they could they haven't yet, but they could do a whole episode, I reckon, in oh, the yeah. court quite easily. Well, may, maybe the last episode will feature a bit of that. I don't think from having read what the introduction in Radio Times that it will do. But it could. It could be that next is a, a full-on court thing. Um, do you think that any of these actors or actresses 
actors in general, would be worthy of any BAFTA shouts. I mean, the problem for the programme is it's on at the same time it started the week the BAFTAs were on, so it's a whole year to wait. But I do you think Maxine, and Maxine think Peaks it... is an actor, an actress that could win a BAFTA? Well, I would certainly give, give her a, an award. Very <laughs> uh, <laughs> good of you. I, I know, I knew I was just thinking about that. I didn't want it to sound like that. Um, the thing is, I think a lot of critics feel the same way about Silk as they do about Luther, in as much as they enjoy it, but they think it's a little bit on the silly side. And I don't know where they get that impression from. I certainly don't get that impression that it's daft or silly. But I think... I don't think it'll ever win an award. I think it's deserving of it, but just listening to some critic response that I hear about it, they're not as overwhelmed by it as the fans are. The fans are very loyal to it and love the characters as much as I do but I don't know whether it'll ever win awards I think the performances are in there to win awards and can I just say on a side note as well yeah of course Peter Moffat Peter Moffat in 2009 wrote uh, the second series of Criminal Justice uh, oh yes and Maxine Peake played the um, played the suspected murderer in that I do remember that now Kind of the same thing, but Maxine in the opposite role. And was Rupert Penry Jones in that, or am I thinking of someone no, else? He was, no, um, oddly enough, he was, was the it? other lead actor from Spooks, Matthew McFadden. That's what, that's what I was remembering, that it was, Matthew, yeah. it was Matthew McFadden. I knew it was something Spooks-related. So if you want a little bit of a Silk-esque um, mm. feel, Criminal Justice, and the other one, of course, that he wrote... Is kind of like Silk's younger brother called North Square that was on Channel oh, yeah, 4 yeah, yeah. In, in the year 2000. And oddly, that stars Rupert Henry Jones in a similar role and Phil Davis, who plays Mickey Joy in this, as sort of Billy, Billy's character, Neil Stook's character. Mm. So, it's, it's, so if you want those, those are both out on DVD, Criminal Justice Series 2, starring Maxine Peake and Rupert Henry Jones and Phil Davis in North Square, both written by Peter Moffat, both criminal and law-related, because that's what his background is, and that more proof that you're right about what you know, and he was a barrister, he's been there, done that, and it transfers really well on the, on the screen, as, you, as we I'm know. I'm just having a look to see if I can find any, uh, any ratings for, for Silk, but there doesn't appear to be much that you can uh, find on the old interweb. Well, I think um, what happens is they tell you the first and second week, yeah, and, and then they, they don't tell go you again you unless, it, unless it drops dramatically. Yeah, I don't think they'll tell you any they, more about. They hold, they hold on to that stuff, which I suppose is, is understandable. I'm just having a look at uh, Media Guardian as well. That's I'm sort of wondering. I've always wondered whether Tuesday is a good night for drama. The BBC always put a lot of dramas on on mm. a Tuesday night. I sort of wonder whether would Silk sit nicely on a Sunday night? Is it not Sunday night entertainment? Would it work any other night of the week? Or as we've said before. Does it matter what night of the week it's on? It's a real. But but I think, but I think one thing is is that the, the, the BBC haven't committed themselves to showing it on a Tuesday night. They could move it to a more popular evening if they wanted to, couldn't they? Well, yes, yeah. I suppose oh, here so. we are, eleventh, twelfth of June. That's what we want to have a look at. And also, um, they say they put things on Tuesday because Holby City acts as a good lead-in. Which That's right. Which is an interesting idea that you perhaps don't think when you're sat there watching things that that's what's going on behind the scenes. But a lot of effort does go in 
to um, putting these on the right night. So yeah. it's possible that they know more than me. I'm just throwing it out there. It's possible. That it's possible. Yeah. Well, we've we've taken up a whole a whole section talking about silk. So I think uh, that I think that's how, done that quite well. That just shows how well we how much we enjoy it, and I'm really chuffed that if you hadn't have liked it, your your um, history on this podcast would have been quite short. I feel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Denise <laughs> doesn't watch it either, so I would have had to get somebody off the street to come in. And I'm say, just I'm just looking. Um, unfortunately. It doesn't appear on BBC One's top ten, the weekly top ten. I'm looking at the weekly top ten for the, for last week, the third of June, and the top ten was the Diamond Jubilee t- uh, pageant, BBC News, EastEnders, The Voice, a tribute to the Queen, EastEnders, EastEnders, The Apprentice, The Apprentice Final, and Gary Barlow on Her Majesty's Service. So it doesn't fall within that week, unfortunately. That's a shame, but it's still doing um, well. I'm sure we'd know if it was. Yeah. If it was failing, that is silk. Just... And also, one final thing to say about it before we move on: if you want the DVD of Series Two, it will be available on the twenty-fifth of June. Mm-hmm. That is all that. That's that's the last we'll say about silk until we hear about a third series. And uh, when we do, you'll be the first to know. After me, after Indeed. me. And after Gary, possibly, depending on whether well, we're on good speaking terms at that it stage. It depends if I'm online at the time, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, really. It, I yeah. could just tell neighbours otherwise. Or the Korean guy. Neighbours. I'll sing into the advert, shall I? Neighbours. That'll do. The TV podcast that talks about television and TV. It's the custard aren't TV they, Aren't they very much the same sort of thing, Luke? Sorry to... That's going to do the tagline. Don't ruin it. Oh, sorry. That's the tagline. I, I think it will look nice a, on a tea towel. I thought the tagline was, you, you've got to recognise. We're, we're still trialling that. We're still oh, okay. trialling it. Just a quick after update on something we... Yeah. After the success of last week's da 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 I thought each week was going to have a kind of a theme. Uh, we're just speaking briefly about last week, we spoke briefly about Gordon Ramsay behind bars in Brixton. Um, yep. And we said we thought it was a one-off. I can now confirm it's actually four episodes oh, um, good. on Tuesday night. So possibly a good replacement for Silk if you like seeing Gordon Ramsay in prison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I could say there'd be many people willing to step up and see that, but uh, I'll just have a look and see what time it's on. It, um, oh, it doesn't start. For, it doesn't start. For, it, it starts uh, next week. It doesn't start yeah. tonight. It starts yeah. next Tuesday if we're if we're looking at so I, I, yeah. I will be able to report back about that in a future episode. Is Can I just do it a little bit a little bit something that's popped up on Twitter today? Um, Weeds has been cancelled. Weeds is a a popular US show that is shown in the UK. Was shown on more four and then recently more recently on on Sky Atlantic. It's a, a, a kind of innocent black comedy about a mother who has to deliver start dealing in, in drugs start dealing in weed in order to uh, pay for her her son's education and her expensive lifestyle seeing as her husband died now is this uh, another case of something that's gone on a bit too long and so it's had to yeah. be cancelled or is this just not i mean it's not it, as good anymore it. as it was I mean, I've watched four seasons, and the, 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 even in that last part of that fourth season, you can see the charm slightly coming off of it. Um, it stars Mary Louise Parker, who the good recurring role in the last few series of The West Wing, and is delightful, is wonderful, is 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 funny and pretty, and 
uh, you know, very believable as a, as, a, as, a, as a wife who's having to sort of desperately try and make up for her kids and, and her, you know, the lifestyle that she's grown accustomed to. You do feel sympathy with her without thinking, oh my goodness, this is just a show about someone selling drugs. And at one point, there's a delightful storyline where she ends up dating a DEA, DEA agent, which for those of you who've not watched any American television, is Drug Enforcement Agency. Oh my goodness. Um, and the best thing about Weeds is it has a, a wonderful theme tune. Um, yeah, I don't know, have you ever heard? Now. No, no, no. It's, um, it's Little Boxes. And the best thing was, in the second and third series, each week, the theme tune was done by a different band or artist. I like that idea. I like that it idea. is very good. If you go onto YouTube and type in uh, Weeds intro, and any number of, including like heavy metal, jazz... Watch like the, like the Wire did in its five different series where it had the theme tune done differently each series. I thought so, it was a nice so little touch. Is it something that you'll be tuning in for the last one of, or is it just where it's, just, it's natural? I, I, I haven't been able to watch because of, um, because of not having Sky Atlantic anything after series four. So at some point, it's something I would like to go back to, and I'll probably watch it. But uh, the, the, the storylines that I've read for series five through to eight haven't been as good as the first four series. So I think, although everybody on Twitter is saying it's been cancelled, I think it's been put out of its misery. Uh, and if you've got your Custard TV Live uh, scorecards there, that will be the 107th time that Gary has mentioned the West Wing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mark that off. Oh, no, sorry. No, this week's theme tune, sorry. You've got to recognise. So, um, so mark that off on the scorecard. And you're halfway... Take a, take, take a yeah. shot every time. No, that yeah, would be you're, ridiculous. You're halfway toward the cafeteria. Um, that's what we're going <laughs> for. Um... Speaking of weeds, basically well, I wanted oh. to, to talk briefly about something or, or programmes that the critics rave about that we actually haven't seen. And what I've decided about this is when it comes to TV taste, unless you like Keith Lemon, yeah. there's, no, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Though I, I tend to feel... Is it, he's in trouble for giving away a puppy live on air, I read. Sorry, I don't know. ITV are in trouble programs. for commissioning that program in the first place. Well, there is that, yes. The thing is, is sorry. as I was saying to somebody else before, Keith Lemon is, is for the ITV2 audience. He's not designed for the ITV1 audience. And ITV1 seem to be desperate to have yeah. him on board for some reason. But what I was getting at is, I don't think, as much as I would like to, I don't think there's anything wrong with liking a particular thing or anything right with liking a particular thing. That is why when people go on about things like Mad Men and things like that, that I've never seen, mm -hmm. I do sort of feel like I should be watching it, but I just I just can't bring myself to. And But then I think, is it wrong that I haven't? Should I have given it? I don't know. Is, there a, is it wrong to miss I... these big things that people seem to rave about? Well, I think the problem is, is there's, if, if, even if you're a fan of a British or American television, there's an awful lot of it. That's the first thing that you need, we need to say from the, get, from the outset. There's a lot of television, and if you like certain genres, if you like drama or crime or comedy, 
Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You are faced with a plethora of new shows every year, not necessarily um, comedy. <laughs> Well, no, there are, but there are new comedies. It's, they don't seem to last very long, but there are always comedies and programs coming out every year. You know, if you were to watch the recent upfronts in America, they've all got two or three new comedies. Um, so, you know, there is always something out there. I've seen the first episode of Mad Men. I went through a, a period of saying, right, well, I'm going to try and watch the first episode of a lot of things that I've heard about. So I rented them on Love Film or bought them cheap on eBay or got hot, borrowed them from friends. And, and it was a show I watched and went, okay, it looks good. I'm not so sure I'm very interested in advertising in America in the 1950s. Well, also, I've heard it's very – as much as people rant and rave, it's actually something – it's an example of something that the critics go mad over, but the yeah. audiences actually don't, and it's quite slow. Well, the audience in the UK for the most recent series, granted it was on Sky Atlantic, not a, not a channel that a lot of people can get hold of, but you know the, the, the ratings were very, very down for the UK from previous years, and I do wonder whether people are waiting for the DVD box set. But it, it's, it was launched in America in, in 2007 by the American channel AMC, uh, which since has gone on and done things like The Walking Dead. And um, it, it stars John Hamm as, a, a chief, as an ex- advertising executive in an America in the 1950s. And probably what has led most people to feel very kind of like nostalgic is he plays this character very well, very understated. They all smoke in their office. They all drink in their office. They treat women very badly. And they all – so there's like almost like a, a film sort of nostalgia to the, to the way it's portrayed. So I can I see remember. why some people like it. I remember last year when, when all the buzz about the hour um, mm. with Dominic West and, um, and, all, and all that Abby Morgan stuff with the hour, they were comparing yeah. it to Mad Men and saying it's the UK's Mad Men. I couldn't say hand on heart whether it is or it isn't. Is, th- is that to, to step all over the hour's originality or is it a compliment? <laughs> I think it's a compliment. I mean, obviously, Pan Am that also came out this year and was on BBC Two was kind of referred to as Mad Men in the Air. And, and I think that for a time, when shows get called the Mad Men of something, I think that shows you how strong the original programme must have been. You know, uh, 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 that's uh, happened in many other seasons. We are the Mad Men of seasons. podcasts. We are the Mad Men of football. We're literally that Mad Men. probably means something else in this <clears> case. I don't know. Um, but... I, I enjoyed what I saw. I thought, yeah, I'll go back to it at a later date. I didn't necessarily think I'm going to watch this right now. It didn't think, grab me and make me watch it. Well, let's just say then, to draw a line under that, that if it is yeah. slow, 
then it's again an attribute to what critic, what um, studio execs say that if it hasn't got things blowing up and things happening in the first few yeah. minutes, that audiences won't stick with it. Because what really audiences are gripped by are good characters and well-told stories. And maybe yeah. that's what Mad Men and Silk both have in common. Um, is that yeah. people will stick with them because their stories are told well. There's perhaps not a lot of action in either one, but the stories are told well, the, the characters are interesting, and maybe that's... Because mm. studio execs will say, we need something in this first five seconds to, to grab people and make sure they tune in every week, and often that comes at the expense of a well-told story. Yeah. And... and uh, <laughs> It's difficult really to know. I mean, until unless one of us is prepared to invest and watch the show, I think it is difficult to really kind of look too much into it. But um, those that I've spoken to talk that, that, that have watched it don't necessarily go mad over the show. They don't go, oh, you've got to watch this. You know when you find friends that recommend things to you, people at work yeah. that, you know, lend you DVDs or say, watch this or do this. No one's ever sort of come to me at the water cooler at work and gone, oh, you've, you ever watched Mad Men? It's never quite had no. that buzz about it. It's had, as you said, critical acclaim, but not perhaps the audience acclaim. And, and I think, actually, in the big scheme of things, audience acclaim is what matters. Yeah, audience acclaim is what tends to get things second and third and fourth and fifth series and things like that. A lot of people are expecting, I mean, there was a big hoo-ha in America, the fact that, that the fifth series of Man was put back by about a year. And I think it had lost some of that sheen because of that as well. What, what, what's something from the UK that you've never dipped your toe into, but you've yeah. talking about a lot? Because I'd imagine there's a lot. I mean, you dismissed Silent Witness originally, hadn't seen yeah. it since Amanda Burton was involved, which was about 1990. Okay, I'm, I may be just about, I may just be about to ruin my television credentials. Here we go. I have, here we go, stand back. I have never actually watched a whole episode of Cracker. You want me to go now, don't you? You want me to you leave the podcast? Go. You should go. go. You should it's... go. Do you have a tail? Because it should be between your legs at this oh. point. And it's one of those ones I look back and go, do you know, I didn't watch it when it was on, and now I All feel right. like I've missed out. So, hang on. You said you didn't watch a whole episode. Does that mean, because they were in three parts normally, so does that mean yeah. that you saw the first couple of parts and didn't finish it to the end? Or do you mean you've just dipped in and out? Probably Without more the latter. Prob probably more the latter that I dipped in and out rather than saying, oh, I'll watch the first two and then not watch the conclusion. So I've you never really what? given it a fair shake. If you got series two of Cracker, which is the, yeah. the final Christopher Eccleston off Doctor Who episode, yeah. we could do a whole podcast, as far as I'm concerned, on how brilliant that episode is. And I know that there's the one with um, the other Scottish guy who ended up in... Um, who ended up in Stargate Universe, uh, Robert Carlyle. It's the same one. It's the same episode. Oh, is it the same one? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, Sorry. I See, that's the thing I didn't realise. It's called To Be Somebody, and it's um, it's just a great, great episode. And I know what's going to happen from minute to minute, but it still gives me a funny feeling in the stomach, because I think actually knowing what's going to happen is sometimes worse. And Christopher Eccleston plays it brilliantly, and it's not over-dramatised. Robbie Coltrane's fantastic. Jimmy McGovern is great. I'm so annoyed at you, I could hit you. 
it's a good thing then that we're not in the same room. What, thank goodness what, for thank goodness for Twitter. So, but do you have friends that that you, that have said watch it, or is is it too old now? Um, still care about. I've had people who have said to me that 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 they've watched it. It's again, it's not one that was kind of pushed down my throat. The other thing I suppose is that it was on ITV, which was a channel which at the time probably wasn't getting the recognition it probably was i mean i know prime suspect was also around that time i wasn't really watching a lot of of uk television at that time and that's probably what um what what's actually you know what's what's that problem is i think if you if you got that episode to be somebody of cracker series two episode one and you i'll have to go back and you would i think based on the things we've learned about each other over these podcasts you would love it Oh, well, I'll have to. I'll have to add that to the ever-growing list. Then oh, that's the, that's not. I don't. I I say that as if it's a bad thing. You know, it's always. You know, good to you know how people go off, have a year off, and go backpacking. Yeah. You're gonna have to have a year off just sat in front of a telly. Um, now, now to turn that fully 180 degrees onto you, Mr. Custard. Yeah. Uh, that that is your surname, isn't it? No. It is. It's, yeah. It's in, I, it's in your Twitter yeah, name. Yeah. It's, it's um, on the bank card. <laughs> yeah, it's on the bank card. Uh, it's on the passport. Uh, is there anything UK or US will go for now and say, is there anything that you've not watched that you've been told? I can think of one already that you've been told is fantastic. I've, and you haven't okay. yet picked up on. I will perhaps raise you cracker. Uh-huh. And, uh, and say I've never seen a full episode of South Park. Uh, really? I mean, I don't think you need to. I think they're very much the same. I've watched oh, what, South Park. Cracker and South Park. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> there, there is absolutely no relation between Robbie Trollope and Holtrain. <laughs> That's what you're saying. If and, you watch Cracker, you don't need to see South Park. That's, they're identical. <laughs> there is a bit of a similarity between Robbie Coltrane and Cartman in the size ratio, but not anywhere else. Problem is with, with, with South Park is it is a teenager's early adults program, and if yeah. you didn't get it, I sort and of you missed that. Then yeah, if you weren't yeah. watching it, I mean, it's had some good episodes, but the thing is, is it's shock television. And if you're not a fan of but like that sort of style of shock television, then you're not going to like it. It is funny, though, isn't it, with you yeah. missing Cracker and me missing South Park, that in today's world where everything is more on demand and more available than ever, that we can still miss things yeah. like that completely. Well, actually, I see it as a good thing, is that we're now more able. Ten years ago, if you missed a television, actually more, maybe more 15 years ago, because video was still sort of up and running at that point, maybe 15, 20. If you missed a television show, that was it. Particularly it. on the B- particularly on the BBC because they were notorious for not releasing DVDs or videos of their programmes. But now, if you miss something, it's very likely on someone's hard drive. It's very likely you can find it on the internet or a DVD release. You, you, you don't really have to miss anything now. I've also I don't think I've ever watched a full Midsummer Murders, but that's for other reasons. <sighs> that's kind of almost like a soap, though. To be fair, Midsummer Murders. Why does anyone live there, though? Surely it's the I, worst I think, place in the world to live. Can you imagine? They must have been hit way before the credit crunch. Just people just going, oh no, I've heard rumours about that place. I'm not moving in. It's, it's like um, a friend of mine said that uh, when he was younger, he, his brother used to say to him, um, where's this place called Gunpoint and why do people go there? And he said, what do you mean? He said, well, I always hear yeah, about police gunpoint. holding up a man at Gunpoint. <laughs> I love that. But it's that thing where these the Midsummer Murders is still going despite John Nettles yeah. leaving it, and I just I can't see who is, you know. That was a bigger problem in Bergerac, but not so much in Midsummer Murders. It's but strange. I think it's a bit strange. That another one, an American series that's been running for a long time, which I've always wanted to watch, is Law and Order: A Special Victims Unit, 
the Law and Order series I've kind of dipped in and out of, and even even um, uh, some of the sort of like I've watched some of the series of the American Law and Order and the British successful Law and Order that's been on that I've I've enjoyed. But the Special Victims Unit, which is about a sex crimes di- division, has been going for about twelve or thirteen years, and has been again. I often see people saying, "Oh, it's brilliant," and their fans are loyal and dedicated fans and talk religiously about episodes, certain great episodes and characters. And I often think, "Gosh, you know," but thirteen series is a lot to go back and look at I've also never seen a f- I mean we could talk forever about things I've not seen a full episode of US wise, never seen a full ER right, oh gosh really? Yeah. Never. that's surprising I mean, but, I mean that's never I mean if seen, yeah, never that is seen weird. a full um, god there are so many, I've never seen I've, I promise you this, I've never yeah. seen a sex in the city that's fair enough, and neither have I, despite the fact I had to buy the box sets for my sister, I've as we discussed it. on last week's podcast. I've never seen it, and I never will. Or or Ugly Betty. Never seen it. No, never and saw never that. Well. But, um, but I just wondered as well, has there been anything, because I can think of one thing that springs to mind, has there been anything where you didn't like the first episode, but you came back to it and really liked? Because Luther would be a, a prime <laughs> example for that. For yeah. me. I, I was really unimpressed by episode one. And I think L- Luther was, was, yeah. I think I would say, going back to Silk, I was not particularly impressed with the first half an hour of the first episode of Series 2. And I really only stuck with it because you'd said, oh man, it was really good. Had that have been the first series, I don't think I would have got into it. That first that. 30 minutes was quite hard going. Yeah, and I just remember with Luther as well, I, it wasn't even that it was built up in my mind, it was just, no. as far as I saw it, it was another crime drama and there was a, a story about a, a gun being hidden in a dog and it was just, I thought, yeah. was silly. But luckily it was on in June and July, there was very little else on and I stuck with it and yeah. it's still one of my all-time favourites actually. So TV can surprise you in that way. There's also rumours this um, this week that Luther is looking like after the third series next year that it will go to the the cinema so uh, i think that's good and and I, and i think if they pull out a decent plot i think a film could be a, a very worthy way of of rounding off the, uh, the the luther franchise the other thing that i would say to you that you haven't watched that i've been telling you about is the shadow line because again knowing what i know about your television viewing it would be right up your street the only thing that put me off about the shadow line was just the, the drug and gangster element to it but it's not like a Sopranos drug and gangster element. It's right. a very British kind of like the craze element. You know, more a more kind of gentlemanly um, uh, uh, de- deal rather than a thuggish way. Obviously, there is a, a, a fair amount of violence. But I think, I think you would enjoy it. It's very smart, clever, well-written, well-directed. And I will be going back and watching that again at some point. I know what you're getting I, I, for my I, birthday then. Well, that's right. A bit of paper that says "by the shadow line." <laughs> Are you really getting paper? Yeah. I, I expected less than that. I well, I might do an email. A little post-it I'll, note. I might do a tweet instead and just you know print it out for you. No, no don't do that, people. I, Save I'm, paper. I'm waiting for it to go down a little bit in price, or I'm you know, I keep waiting to just see yeah. it at a reasonable price and just go, "Yep, this is." I mean, there's only seven or eight episodes of that, which you, if you had a free week, you oh. could do one a night quite easily. Oh, I e- easily, um, yeah. Uh, I think as well, you, you've not ever gone into Virgin to the Territory of Game of Thrones, I believe. No, but and I can I... tell you off the bat, I wouldn't, that's not, I mean, I think if you're not a fantasy fan, 
I think there's I think there's enough in there for everybody, but I do understand it's you know there really is no there's nothing to compare that to other than Lord of the Rings. There's not really another thing that I could say that that the Game of Thrones is like, um, other than perhaps perhaps the Wire in the way that it multi layers. Have you ever seen much of the Wire? Yes, I did see. Um, you have at least the, the first two series of that, and I, I get I don't really know why it was so raved upon to be honest because it well because when it was made it was so different everything else was fast paced and the wire was slow and now i think television has kind of caught up you you talked about we talked about um mad men being slow i don't think it ever would have been that way without the wire it was the first show that said and in that first series nothing happened for nine episodes of any real note and then all of a sudden one of the police officers got shot and that program took off i saw and then you knew what it was about are you ever? This might just be me, but I watch. I like to watch as much as I can without, you know, becoming fat and unable to move. But I'm also quite happy when I don't like something, because I'm always thinking, well, at least that's one less thing to to watch. But I do. You always go in with the idea of I want to like this, or do you try and go um... in with no idea? Because whenever there's a new UK drama. I'm always, I, although I might slag it off on the site when I write a review or something, I always go in thinking, I hope this is good, I hope I'm going to like this, I hope this is worth my time. And there was a series earlier on in the year about lawyers who were also angels that I, um, oh, I won't gosh, get. Oh, gosh, yeah, What was no. that even called? I don't know. That, um, I, I want 45 minutes back off ITV for that one. Eternal Law. Yeah, Eternal Law. And, and to be honest, it was... It was painful and it was horrible watching. So, but on the whole, I always, I don't want to ever give anything a bad name or give anything a bad review because I think yeah. when, you, when you have a blog and you have a website, people just assume that that's what you do. And actually, I would much rather celebrate television than knock it. Um, yeah, but, but I think, always... but I think, I, I think also you need to be realistic in that when something is bad. You need you need to say it's not to your liking. I don't think there's anything wrong with having an opinion. No. Um, in in what you do, I think the wrongness is uh, it, it, the wrongness is it's slagging something off to get publicity to say oh I'm I'm going to be controversial. I think this is rubbish. You know, we talked about the um, the Ricky Gervais program, and none of us really liked it. But none of us were there to really kind of like slag it off in a big no. way. And, 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 and the I think... voice is, is was the opposite way where I really liked that to start with, and then the longer it went on. My opinion yeah, on you, it end, did you a ended up quite U-turn. liking it, and and you know I can see why you two were sort of kept banging on about Grandma's house, but I do I do stand by my point that yeah you know that that kind of thing is 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 very much you know it's subjective and and you can't. I don't think we've found common ground on comedy yet, so we could perhaps do um, nah. a comedy podcast. I think the IT crowd is about the closest we've come. To being on the same page, comedy-wise. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think there's a good, um, there, there's a good thing there that you know we talked a lot about, talked a lot about that, and you know it's hard to, hard to find common ground on comedy really, because unless you've got very much the same type of humour. But but drama, I think the BBC have raised their game an awful lot in the in the past few years, and ITV have, with the exception of Appropriate Adult and The Jury last year, I feel like they've lowered theirs. Slightly, um, yeah. TV used to do a lot more credible, well-written, well-produced, big-name, well-acted stuff. Now they don't. Scott and Bailey, I think, 
did really well for them when I loved it, and I think for them it was a surprise. Yeah. Do you, do you do you look at something and think, oh, that's an ITV drama, I'm not going to try it, or does it not change your opinion of it? Mm. It, does, it doesn't really change my opinion, I don't think. I don't think it really... I don't there think is it really some channel it. snobbery, isn't there? The, oh, definitely. Some people will only watch... Oh, sorry. Playing a clip there of something, sorry. Uh, 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 sometimes there is a snobbery in a lot of people in this country. You know, you only watch things that are on the BBC. Yeah. Uh, you only watch things that are on nine o'clock on the, on Channel Four. You know, so I, I, there are there is a little bit of snobbery in the in the UK, that's or by certain be, writers. That's or why actors. they should be trying harder uh, to 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 come up with with great drama plots. And on mm. the whole, I think BBC One uh, did a tagline. Uh, last year, original British drama, which was the tagline I loved, and it came under a lot of, a lot of dramas. And then BBC Two, of course, have done a lot of dramas last year with the Hour and the Crimson Petal and the White and all these, which I never really had BBC Two down as a drama channel before. But um, no, it has much more gone into that. And 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 the good thing is, is that the introduction of BBC Three, and a lot of people have said it's lowbrow television, but some great shows have come from there. You know, the mm. Fades won the BAFTA this year, even though it's been cancelled. And, and, and there's lots of great programmes have matured up from BBC Three into BBC Two or even BBC One, like Torchwood and things like that. Gavin and Stacey as well. Which did Ga- Gavin and Stacey, extremely yeah. Extremely well. Friend of yeah. the site, Ruth Jones. If you're listening, Ruth, hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> you don't I don't know why. You can't no, say hello. Well, I, I can, but she won't know. Not until I, I introduce you. She'll, she'll go, oh, there's that Luke fellow, and then, oh, there's Gary. Because she's well. version of Greek. Ah. Uh, at no point did she smash any plates. You don't know that. Well, I don't. You can't say that with any certainty. You can't say that with any real certainty. Um, this are has we, been are we... the oh. Custard TV Live. Let's give out our information. You can find this on iTunes. Yes, just type in Custard TV Live and um, you will find us on iTunes. Subscribe, leave us a five-star review if you so would like to do. And if just having a week in between these is too much for you to bear, then you can get in touch with me at any point on Twitter via at LukeCustardTV. And you can get in contact with me at The Gary Show. Please only between office hours uh, or 9 to 5 on weekends. No, that's not true. Any (laughs) time. My Twitter still wants to put the underscores in your name, which really... Yeah, I know. Sorry. Well, no, I'm not sorry. No, I, I, I refuse to say I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. By the way, if you need to, you know, if you need to shout something at your friends, tell them yeah. and shout at them to to listen to the Custom Thief podcast. You don't if you see people, if you see way. people, if you see people in the street, you can just say to them, "Listen to Custom TV live," yeah. and then or th- run or make tea towels or frisbees with the slogan. Is this, is this, still, is this still going out? Is this still going out? I feel like we've moved on to the after show. No, that happens in about 12 seconds. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Take care. We'll be back again next week from 8 on Tuesday. This has been the Custard TV Live. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.